I'm Steve Guy, the General Manager for Regulatory Services at Lion Australia. And in this talk, I want to advise you about the role that we play in reducing trade barriers. The barriers confronting wine traded internationally can be classified into four categories. The first of these, tariffs, tends to receive the most publicity, especially when free trade agreements are announced. Now, a tariff is simply a tax that is applied to imports, but not to locally produced goods. And these taxes are relatively low in many of our traditional markets, Canada, the US, New Zealand and the EU. But they can reach extreme proportions in some emerging markets. India, for example, imposes a tariff of 150% of the landed price. So a wine imported at $10 becomes $25, even before various importer, distributor and retailer margins and other state taxes are added. The only way to overcome these tariff barriers is through negotiated free trade agreements. And this is the mechanism by which Australian wine producers have recently been able to gain an advantage over some of our competitors in the Chinese, Korean and Japanese markets where tariffs which were around 14 or 15% have either been eliminated or are reducing to zero over time. When these free trade agreements are being pursued, the negotiators consider substantially all goods and services across an array of industries. And Wine Australia's role is to work with these negotiators and other Australian wine bodies to ensure the interests of the wine sector front of mind and to provide advice to these negotiators on issues relating specifically to wine. Now these issues are not limited to tariffs. I mentioned earlier there were three other categories of technical trade barrier and arguably they represent more of a burden on exporters than tariffs do. These barriers emerge from differences in the rules that various countries apply regarding wine production, wine labelling wine composition. It would be ideal if an Australian winemaker could produce a bottle of wine in accordance with Australian law and then sell that wine in any of the 125 global markets with which we trade and without having to change the blend or to modify the label. But that is certainly not the case at the moment. Nevertheless, progress has been made towards harmonising international standards and Wine Australia has been actively involved in all recent achievement towards that goal. For example, until Australia completed its wine trading agreement with the European Union, it wasn't possible to legitimately sell wine made with pieces of oak or iron exchange. Now, however, the list of authorised techniques for Australian wine in that market is virtually identical to our own domestic law. Similarly, Wine Australia works through a number of international organisations to try to harmonise labelling and production standards. Through the World Wine Trade Group, for example, we have negotiated agreements that provide mutual acceptance of winemaking techniques across Australia, the United States, Canada, New Zealand and four other markets. Furthermore, that group has devised an agreement that provides for one label to be common on wine sold in all of those markets. Through the APEC Wine Regulators Forum, we are trying to expand the scope of these agreements into emerging markets across the Asia-Pacific region. Probably, however, the most important work we do in addressing technical barriers to trade 
is to compile the requirements of each market into easily digestible guides freely available through our website, which ensure exporters are informed in advance of any potential trade hurdles.